0: Welcome to Season 2 of Living Fullness, a podcast where two friends explore what it means to live out the Christian life. My name is Stina Constantine.
1: And my name is Father Sean Burns. And every week we look more closely at deepening friendships, intentional relationships, growth in virtue and nurturing our spiritual lives.
0: We hope by sharing our learning, reflections and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full.
1: Welcome back to the Living Fullness Podcast. Hi Stina, how are you
0: going? I'm doing well. How are you?
1: Very well, thank you. What have you been up to?
0: I have been spring cleaning. Spring cleaning? <laughs> yeah. I went through all my belongings. Literally all of my belongings. Cool. And just culled like mad.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure, sure.
0: <laughs> all the bins are full.
1: So. awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's been nice. really good. It's Isn't really it good. it feels good when you're culled, doesn't so it? Satisfying. Like, oh yes. And they you have a space and it's like clean and it's decluttered. And you're like, yeah. Yes! And you just yes.
0: know what stuff you have. Yes, absolutely. It's great. Absolutely. That it's is so awesome. Good. It is awesome. so good. Yeah. What's been happening with you? Well, actually, I know some stuff's been happening with you. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, it has been happening with me. Uh, if you've been at Mass recently, <laughs> <laughs> you've heard uh, um, at the Cathedral or Narandra, if, depending which, which one you go to, in, mm. either in Wagga or in Narandra, mm. um, uh, I am getting a move. And uh, so another move. <laughs> I uh, so uh, I'm moving off to uh, the cathedral to be the dean of the cathedral next year. So
0: dean of the cathedral. Dean Do of explain. the cathedral.
1: So uh, I'll change my name to Dean, and no, I'm, I'm just kidding.
0: Dean uh, so Burns. <laughs> 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 it's only it's
1: only one one letter away from you know from 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 the rest of my name, so that's okay. <laughs> um, no, look. Uh, so so basically. Um, uh, the pa- the the parish priest of a cathedral is the bishop, but the bishop is busy running the diocese, so he can't actually. It's a bit like how the pope is the bishop of Rome. Yeah, yeah. But you know he's kind of busy yeah, running the church. He's got a bishop who works under him who's like yeah, yeah. you know, you just make all the decisions for Rome, and and I'll yeah. I'll look after the rest of the church. Yeah. So bishop bishop has a guy who's like listen, <laughs> you're basically the parish priest. Um, Anything enormous, like if you're gonna make huge structural changes to the church, talk to me. Yeah. But but otherwise, the day to day, it's all yours. Keep just the keep running. the place running, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so so um, keep the place running, and also turn it into a vibrant, yeah. evangelizing place where there's there's, yeah. you know. So uh, so basically, uh, it's the dean's job to ensure that the cathedral is not just kept running, but is kept as a. Uh, a place of evangelization, a place mm. where God's word is, is inculcated to the people and the people are inspired to go forward and share that with others. That's the, 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 that's the challenge of the team. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so that will be my challenge next year.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And you've got big shoes to fill too.
1: I do, I do. Father Reese Beltrami. We've mm. had him on the show mm. in the, our very first season. He was one of our first guests. He might have been. our he first He was guest. our first
0: guest. <laughs> so Father
1: Reese Beltrami has been the yeah. uh, the administrator of the cathedral for the last year, and he has done awesome work. Yeah. Uh, he's going to uh, to the parish of Griffith, and uh, he's going to do awesome work there too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. But, um,
0: well, exciting so, yeah. times. Yeah, that's yeah. That's slightly right. sad for your parishioners par- too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Parishioners are, are a bit. Um, <laughs> They're, they're not very pleased at the moment. No, they're <laughs> but, a bit. Cut. Uh, but um, uh, they, they, you know, they get it. Yeah, they get of it. Course. And, and, and they're, they're beautiful people. Mm. Yeah. So mm. yeah. Uh, okay. So. Um, so here begins. What are we doing
0: our book study series again?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: This is going to be our last book study for this season.
1: Yes, indeed, indeed.
0: And this one is called "Men and Women Are from Eden." Exactly. By Mary Healy
1: exactly exactly <laughs> yes um yeah, i'm trying to think of that silly titles name um uh, that silly book's name men are from mars women are from oh. venus
0: ah. yeah, it's got nothing on this it's one it's got nothing <laughs> on this one uh,
1: so yeah. uh, men and women are from eden yeah. yeah
0: so in this episode we're going to cover chapter 1 to 3 Mm. If um, you'd like to pause and go and read that and come back and listen, yeah. or if you'd yeah. like to go back and reread.
1: And they're all relatively short chapters. Like they they're are. not super long chapters. Yeah. They're, they're all pretty short. Yeah. 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 You can easily
0: get through the book in a day. Yeah. Absolutely. If you're not planning on stopping and reflecting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if you're yeah. planning on stopping and reflecting, take a long weekend. <laughs> That's right. That's
1: right. Otherwise, it's just like, read. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, what is it about? Basically, it's 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 a, a theology of the body for beginners, essentially. It, it's sort of a, a explaining what John Paul II uh, was talking about in his series of catechesis that he gave, gave on the theology of the body. And uh, I think it's one of the best that I've ever read. Mm. Um, to begin with, she uh, she points out that John Paul II begins his theology of the body by going back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and what does that mean, go back to the beginning? Well, it's, uh, you know... It's all all about Matthew chapter nineteen, uh, where the Pharisees go up to Jesus and they're like, mm, "Yes, can a man <laughs> divorce his wife?" and and uh, and and they're they're trying to trap Jesus, yeah. you know, and and uh, Jesus, in response to the Pharisees, is like, "No, Moses allowed you to divorce because of your hardness of heart because you you were unteachable." <laughs> Uh, and I'm sure he said it just like just that. Like that. <laughs> unteachable, you know. <laughs> he probably said it a bit more calmly than I just said it then, but you know. Um, so, uh, uh, because you were unteachable, and and uh, but in fact, in the beginning, this was not so. And so he makes a reference back to Genesis, and that's really where it all starts. Where where you know the theology of the body really is all about. Um, it's all about who man is in the light of God. Yeah. That's that, that. that's what it is. You know, it's not a theology about sex. It's a theology about the human person. Yeah, it's a theology about who am I in the light of the Word made mm-hmm. flesh. That's what this seeks to answer, and it's what Mary Healy is trying to get across, and that includes also uh, the sexual component of man as well. Mm. Uh, so, um, Mary Healy, after sort of going through this this meaning of in the beginning, is sort of going back to the beginning of creation and kind of. Getting us to that point of understanding what it means to be made in the image and likeness of God—that you know we're made like God, with an intellect and a will. We're made with freedom. We're able to choose, uh, and and we're made male and female, complementary to each other. Uh, you know, it, it's it's really this is where Mary Heale, Mary Healy hits the uh, hits the road, I suppose, is in saying man is made in the image and likeness of God. To be like God and to be complementary, just like God is, because yeah. God is this communion of persons, yeah. right? Uh, and, and so, so we too are called to be a communion of persons. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And um, I love how she actually points out very clearly that um, in JP Two's theology of the body, he makes the point that you know, there's been, or rather, from his work, she makes the point that, you know, in the 3,000 years, nobody else has seemed to cotton on yeah. <laughs> that actually it's very specific about man and woman, mm. that, that we've just kind of glanced over that and we just talk about humanity like we're all the same and there's nothing, there's nothing unique about that, there's nothing special about that, um, until JP2 comes along. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then goes, oh, hang on, I think we missed something here, yeah. <laughs> and dives into that, um, which I think... It is so important because our culture at the moment, especially, has so completely missed that, mm-hmm. like both in the way that we view sexuality and the way that we view sexual identity, um, but also in the simple fact that our bodies actually reveal something about us. Like we we don't we have no concept of that in our culture. We have no language of that. We we see it lived out because yeah. you know we see the way that people mark their bodies to be able to identify something about themselves, to reveal that about themselves. But we don't acknowledge that our body in itself, as it is, says something very significant.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think you, you're spot on that the culture is missing that because you know, it, there's there's, there's kind of this notion that the, that the body doesn't matter at mm. the moment, you know, or, or that leads to either a rejection of, or an exaltation of yes, the body. Yeah. I, I, I thought, both of which is problematic, right? Not because the body isn't good, because the body is good. Yeah. But the reason the body is good is that it's a part of someone. But when we talk about it as not being part of us, as what matters is the inside, right? Uh, you know, we can do what we like with the body. The body yeah. becomes this exalted art form that is other to the body. Or the body becomes this thing that we reject completely. It's like, no, 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 no. That's, that's, in, in both cases, damage is done to the body because it's, it's, it's not revealed for what it is, which is an intricate, integral part of the human person, mm. an integral part of who we are, the part that reveals our innermost lives. Mm. You know, that's, that's what the body is. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, uh, it's really, to me, this is a hangover from manichaeism, mm-hmm. uh, a hangover from, from uh, the, 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 the heresy which says that the body is evil. Mm. You know, and, and and it's not expressed the same way, mm. but it's a hangover from that that yeah. that, that very thing. So yeah. uh, now she doesn't exactly say that I'm kind of sure. extrapolating yeah, sure, from words, sure. but but yeah. And and even yeah. when
0: you talk about evil, they are also not necessarily referring to demonic, <laughs> but just also not good.
1: Right, right, exactly, exactly. Not talking necessarily saying it's 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 wicked or demonic, yeah. although some 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 heretics sure, did think that. Sure, sure. Uh, but uh, but that that it just is is irrelevant yeah. or bad or, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. so, yeah. The, the the first chapter is basically pointing those those things out, that, that there's a, a significance to man being made in the image and likeness of God and that because we're made in that image and likeness, there is actually a complementarity in us that draws us in communion with each other uh, and that there's an issue which we have to face as a culture Uh, which is that there's a misunderstanding of of the meaning of the body. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and that kind of then leads into Mary Healy talking a bit more about John Paul II's philosophizing and theologizing uh, in in the theology of the body. So that brings us to to chapter two, Mm -hmm. um, where she talks about three aspects that John Paul II identifies in creation. and He calls them original solitude, original unity, and original nakedness. In terms of this original solitude, what Healy identifies in, J- in JP2's work is that Adam is alone before God. You know, he's aware of his own uniqueness. He's aware that, that he's not like these other animals that have been made. And he's aware that he has this relationship with God, but he's also aware that there's something missing from his life. Yeah, That, 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 that there's something that, that is not yet complete. Uh, and, and, and people might well ask, well... But he has God. Yeah. What else does he? What, need? what else does he need? <laughs> actually, he needs woman mm. because God has made him that way. Mm-hmm. He's made him to be like God, which is to say that he actually needs a social communion. He actually mm-hmm. needs someone to be with, mm-hmm. someone who can help him realize who he is in the sight of God. Mm-hmm. So this is what Adam is 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 missing, and this is what's called original solitude, an original aloneness in spite of the relationship that he has with God.
0: Yeah. 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 And I think it's so necessary for us to be carving out space to enter into solitude with God, not solitude separated from. Yes. But solitude with, but also disconnecting from the very things that take us away from that space on a regular basis. So, you know, that simple examples would be disconnecting from technology. Yep. Um, not that we need to remove it completely from our lives, no, but no. that we actually need to be creating space where we're not constantly consuming mm-hmm. and constantly um, taking in what the world is offering. We need to use that stuff because we're a part of this world, sure, but we sure. don't need to be constantly consuming because then we fall into the trap of thinking that life is actually happening to us instead of life happening for us absolutely we give it we've been given a life it's a gift to live yeah it's not just kind of washing over us which is what happens when we remain connected to all yeah. of these other things and don't disconnect from that in order to reconnect
1: mm. Mm.
0: and remember who we're primarily in relationship yeah. with
1: and, and I think that's that's you know, where does where does Adam realize his need for a social connection he realizes it in solitude with God yeah he realizes his need for another yeah. because he is in solitude with god and so a solitude with god having that moment with god where we are in solitude with him it actually enables us to to understand our human relationships in a better way, in in a in a more fuller way uh, and and to appreciate them in a different way as well
0: yeah well it it literally it literally lets us experience you know the the lack of something the, yeah, yeah, the need yeah. for something yeah, yeah. so yeah. that when we then encounter that need or in Adam's case where he encounters Eve, he's able to then recognise, oh, this this is what I've been longing yeah, yeah, for. Yeah, this is yeah. what I've been missing. Yeah. But we don't have that. We don't have that moment if we don't first connect with God and allow him to show us what it is that we're needing or who it is that we're needing.
1: Yeah, yeah, spot on. Spot on. said it again.
0: Um, <laughs> we need to create a tally for you.
1: Spot on, spot on, spot on, spot on. <laughs> Sorry. Um...
0: Every time I listen back to oh, <laughs> ah, it, spot on.
1: There it is again, <laughs> spot on. Um, so, uh, and the next thing he talks about, or, or that, that, that JP two talks about, and that Mary Healy talks about, is uh, is original unity, and and it's it's sort of the resolution of this of this solitude, the resolution of of, of Adam's recognition that there's something missing, mm. that there's something missing is is the creation of Eve. Mm. And uh, where where you know, and he sees man. And just incidentally, Eve is created from Adam's rib, the bone which is closest to the heart. Right, and uh, and she is not above Adam. She is not taken from his head. She is not below Adam. She is not taken from his foot. She is taken from his side because she is his equal in the order of grace. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Mm. Uh, So uh, so you know that the. and 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 he sees woman, and he exclaims, "Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh." And Jeff Cavens says, "There's there's actually a, he he reckons that there's there's a, a certain a certain measure of this, which is, ooh la la, like I've I've, <laughs> I've never." I've never seen anyone like yeah, this yeah. before. This is yeah. this is the answer to every dream I've ever had in my entire yeah. life. Like you know, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. you know. So yep. so uh, yep. you know, it's it's it's. Uh, have it's you heard really the whole? Um,
0: have you heard the joke about you know why a woman's called woman?
1: Woman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly uh so um but i also think this
0: is the exact moment Slight off topic here but i think this is the exact moment that really at the depth of every woman's heart when she's preparing for a wedding day is what she's longing for when she's wanting to see her spouse to be at the end of the aisle look back on her like that's what that preparation is about that's why it's so like the dress is so secretive yeah you know it's just wanting that same Longing for that same interaction, that acknowledgement that, yes, this is the one.
1: Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Um, so, uh, now, now, you have an interesting analogy for this moment. <laughs> Let's talk about point. this analogy. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot.
0: Okay. So, I guess f- what was interesting for me um, in this um, account is putting Adam to sleep. Mm. And he goes into, and we're told he goes into a deep sleep, mm. which is interesting because sleep in itself, a deep slumber in itself, is a place of rest. It's a place of dreaming. It's a place of being recharged. But it's also an incredible place of vulnerability and trust. We often think of sleep now as, you know, something that we just have to do in order to get through so that we can do tomorrow. We don't really acknowledge how powerful, how necessary, how meaningful sleep actually is but we do recognize that sleep makes us vulnerable because this is why we go around the house locking all the windows and locking all the doors before we go to bed this is why people have baseball
1: bats
0: (laughs) underneath their beds i have an axe handle it's why we have because we recognize that we're in a really vulnerable place if something were to happen safety is down like yeah but this this is the space that god calls adam into in order to create Eve. So it's a place of complete trust in God. Mm. There is like there is nothing, and, and there was nothing Adam did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had no part in Eve being created, which I think is so important for what happens with the fall. Because <laughs> could you imagine if he had had some part to play <laughs> in the creation of Eve... Could have been disastrous, Whoops. even more disastrous <laughs> yeah, yeah. <That's laughs> than right. what we presently have. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Um, but I also think it's really beautiful. It says something about how good he found Adam in that he creates Adam from dust. But he creates Eve from Adam. He doesn't yeah. go back to dust. Yeah. He's created something so good that when he then goes on to create Eve, he goes, "No, I'll create from this. This is yeah. good. Yeah. I don't need to go back to dust now. I have Adam." <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Why? And and it is it is that that's that is such a good point that actually leads all the way up to Christ. Uh, so have you ever seen the uh, the picture of? Um, <laughs> Right now, my Christology students are going, "Oh, here he goes again." <laughs> uh, so, so, this is you, revision. This is, yes. So, so uh, if you've ever seen the um, the picture of of Michael, Michelangelo's creation in the Sistine Chapel, uh, you've got God the Father, and he's he's reaching out to to, to Adam, and, and Adam's kind of straining, and you know, God the Father has this very pointed thing, and Adam's kind of this flaccid, uh. weakling. He's like. <laughs> I'm trying, <laughs> uh, you know, it is pathetic, you know, and 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 I don't um, know. It
0: says something about
1: his. Oh, look, he's 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 giving it a go, but he's just yeah.
0: like. Uh, but it also says something about his inability to be able to do. Like that's he right. Relies that's on right. God. That's right. Exactly. God needs exactly. to come through. God.
1: God needs it, but he's he's, he's making Adam go just this like. Adam's not going to to get away with doing nothing. Like you've got to at least put this flaccid yeah. limb up, Adam. Because well, it's know. an invitation to participate. Exactly. It's not exactly. a forceful. Right. Like that's right. So so um uh he has so so one arm is reaching out mm. towards Adam. The other arm is around a woman and firmly placed yeah. on a child, right? Yeah. And and so he's it's showing his ultimate plan is this child. His immediate plan. Is this man, mm. right? So, so he's he's um, man, woman is created for a man because man is good, you know? Yeah. But Christ is the is, is like the he is the ultimate archetype mm. of man. He mm. is, well, well it, you might even say the ultimate plan of man mm. because it, you know, all things are in mm. an, an eternal mm. now mm. for mm. God. Mm. And so, man himself is actually based. Upon the architecture of Jesus Christ, Mm. Uh, you know, man comes from the perfect model of man, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is Christ the Son. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 you know, I think you 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 hit something perfect there, Mm. uh, which is that man is good precisely because the very plan of man, the very plan of Adam, is the ultimate Adam, Mm. Christ. Mm. Uh, You've you've made a brilliant point. If you were in my Christology class, you'd get high marks.
0: <laughs> now somebody's just going to copy that and put that in their exam, aren't they?
1: You will fail if you do. Oh,
0: don't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounded ominous, not, didn't it? That's
0: not true, no, Marky. <laughs>
1: that's favouritism. No, no. It's it's penalty for, what's that Plagiarizing. word? Plagiarising.
0: That's the word. <laughs> I see, okay. Quote me, peeps. Quote me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't think our our podcast has (laughs) has reached academic status yet, (laughs) I'm afraid.
0: Oh, thank goodness for that. Oh, dear. I guess a part of the overall uh, message that I was also getting in Chapter 2 that I felt like Mary Healy was trying to communicate is the importance of freedom in being able to give of yourself when it comes to original unity as well.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. There's a spousal dimension to the body, yeah, right? Yeah. What, what what John Paul II calls the nuptial dimension. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, a giving of oneself, mm. absolutely, yeah, in complementarity. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Made made not just for, and that's why Adam needs Eve is because he's not just made for himself. He's not yeah. just he's not just. He's actually made for relationship, yeah. for self-giving.
0: But but the importance of there being a freedom in that—it's absolutely—it's not, not something absolutely. that is um, forced upon. It is not something that has to happen. It he is something we choose to enter into. Choice.
1: Yep, absolutely. And then that next section there is is or um, well, the next thing that she talks about is original nakedness. We were just talking about um about a, a before we started recording. we were just talking about a um
0: cartoon, yeah. cartoon oh, that we saw we have to find have the to link find to find that that
1: that yeah. that, that, um, that uh, cartoonist because it's, it's it's really good there's this this giraffe who's talking who's, who's actually like talking about how he saw the fall happen yeah and he's, 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 he's in the he's, garden yeah that, that's right and he's like they're all running around and they're going i'm naked i'm naked and i'm like what is naked yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny yeah. it's brilliant. Uh, so I, I I don't know who that artist is, but you're an absolute genius yeah, and yeah, well done. Absolutely. Uh so um so good. Uh because that's kind of the point of this yeah, Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, precisely. That's kind of the point of this. You no, know, it's, it's 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 to to recognize that. See, it's it's not that 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 um it's not that Adam and Eve didn't know sexual attraction before that point. Obviously they did. They were given the they were given the command, go forward and multiply, right? So obviously they knew that. Obviously, they knew that one another were beautiful and good-looking and all of that. But they didn't realise nakedness in the sense of nakedness versus being clothed. Yeah, because there was because no there alternative. Because there was no need. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There was no need for clothing yeah. because there was no desire to use the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so this is, is what's called original nakedness. I remember when I was a boy... Uh, about 14, 15 years mm-hmm. of age, I went to a youth conference. Of some, it was Youth 2000 back then. Yeah. And um, uh, they were handing out free copies of a of a, a, a CD. CDs were new back then. Uh, and everyone's like, C- what's a CD? Uh, so, and then like, our older listeners are like, dude, <laughs> we had vinyl. Yeah. What are you whinging about? Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, but um, um, uh, so we were given the, everyone was given a copy of this CD called naked without shame and, mm. and it was it was kind of an exposition of the theology of the body done by Christopher West I think but I okay, can't I okay. can't quite remember if that was the case or not um and uh, so I, I took it and I'm like yeah whatever and, and I I chucked it in my bedside table and didn't look at it again <laughs> my mum... <laughs> My mum's going through cleaning my room and all of that and she opens up the drawer and finds this CD that's called Naked Without Shame. <laughs> Sean Burns, what is this? I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I got it at youth group. You what? <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that kind of thing, Mum. It's ma. not what you think. You, you got that all wrong. So. <laughs> poor thing. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. oh, dear. The um, poor thing. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, but this this also sort of does give us a little um a little indication for modesty too.
0: Mm, Yeah, especially when we talk about modesty in today's culture, or perhaps maybe not even modesty, but what we're trying to do with clothing and with fashion as a way of expression. Um, and I think we we sort of have two two sides. We've got one that's um very much trying to dress as sexually appealing as possible and as overtly sexually appealing as possible. That's the yep. goal. Yep. So that's the way that dress works um, or the the end goal that the dress choices are meant to achieve. Mm. And then we've got this other sort of side that is very trying to very be very Um, liberating and confident in saying dress however you want to dress in whatever you want to dress and that's okay and i think for that side it's really interesting because i actually think they're trying to get at something even though there might be some wounds and some flaws Mm. uh, on the surface i actually Mm. think the deeper longing is in a in a good place i think they're actually wanting to show that their body is good and there is nothing to be
1: ashamed of here and that
0: that is that's a good thing that's a truthful thing but they fail to acknowledge that we have a fallen human nature and we actually have a tendency towards using each other which is why we have modesty to be in clothing modesty in clothing to begin with you're
1: quite right you're quite right um this was uh, i remember one of my lecturers father scott armstrong in first year back in 2008. So when you can remember something back in 2008, you know it left a left an imprint. impression. Yeah. Um <coughs> he uh, when he was he was making the very point that you're making and, and so he he said let's contrast two figures. Mm-hmm. Let's contrast John Paul II, and like, yeah, with Hugh Hefner. I'm like I feel like that's not exactly <laughs> that's what I'd w- call a Okay. Appropriate contrast.
0: <laughs> uh, what, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do we... I don't
1: quite know why you're trying to do a compare and contrast mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm, like, uh, mm-hmm. So he took this piece of paper and he's like, well, you know, the, the God created us like this. He created us, you know, clean and neat and without crease, you know, and, and, and the fall, well, it messed us up, mm-hmm. right? And it created tension between the sexes, you centred the equation, lust, all of that, right? Uh, and and with that, as a as a response to that comes Puritanism, comes sort of oh no, the body's bad, and you know, mm. all those sorts of mentalities, right? Well, Hugh Hefner comes along, right? And he goes, no, no, the body isn't bad. Uh, uh-uh. uh the body's good. It's good, right? And 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 I'll show you what's good. Look, see, see, it's it's I, I'm. It's good. See, look at it. Look at it. Look at it. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's in your face. Look at it. Look at, yeah. it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Right? Mm-hmm. And and now, is he, is he right that it's good? As you, mm-hmm. as you, as you rightly pointed out mm-hmm. before, yeah. He is actually right. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yet he's so wrong. Mm. Yet he's so wrong. Why? Because he actually misses the beauty of the human person. Mm. He's like, shove this body in your face because the body's so good. It's like, oh, mm. you, you think that you're exalting the body. And In fact, that's the problem. You're, you're taking the body and exalting it separate from the human person. So what does John Paul II do? He comes along and he delicately takes the artwork, which is the human person, and he lays it out flat and takes his time. Gets the creases out as best he can, and then he holds it up and he goes, "Now look at this, look at this, isn't it astounding? Mm. Look how beautiful it is, look how stunning!" Because he looks now not just at pieces, not just at parts, he looks at person, Mm. of which the body is the only possible expression for the human person that mm, is mm. yeah
0: mm. yeah yeah it's beautiful
1: i think that originated with westy
0: Christi- mm-hmm. with Christopher west mm-hmm. yeah mm.
1: so Christopher west with an armstrongian twist yeah, yeah. sure yeah yeah yeah. Ugh. yeah so that takes us to chapter 3
0: mm.
1: chapter 3 Kind of talks about the the what we've just spoken about there, which is the fall. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and Healy makes this important point that the fall is not just a, a, a violation ball. of rules. It's a, you ate the fruit. That was very bad what you did. No, that that that's no. you know, uh, God is not an umpire. Right? Yes. Or for our American friends, a referee. Yes. Uh, so, so uh, what happened was a personal act an action which doesn't violate a rule it violates a relationship yes that's what's violated yes. right uh, so uh, it's 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 uh, I, and i think that's such an important point that healy makes yeah. it's not just the fact that we broke a rule it's the fact that a relationship was violated yeah
0: yeah yeah which i think we've also spoken about in a previous podcast episode mm. as well we t- when we spoke about marriage yeah we spoke about and the scriptural ties, and we spoke about this being a relationship that we're in with the divine bridegroom mm,
1: mm.
0: and humanity, mm. um, walking away from that relationship at every turn, over and over and over.
1: <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and that really brings in the notion of, of um, that, what was lacking from Adam and Eve was a twofold thing here, trust and obedience. Yes,
0: yeah. Yeah. So in every relationship, we have to have trust. Without trust, you don't have a relationship. (laughs) It's it's nothing. Um, And so obviously that's necessary here, but also obedience is necessary. Um, And we were having a bit of a conversation before about how we understand obedience, Mm. because I think we can... We can see the necessity to obey God, yeah, and be, and the and the sense in that. Yes, <laughs> God, yes, yes, Not absolutely. just necessity because He says obey, yeah, yeah but because yeah. it actually makes sense. Yes, absolutely, absolutely.
1: It's, <laughs> it's prudent to obey. It is, it is. If God says that something is good, it's not good because God says it's good. No, it's 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 good because it's good. You <laughs> it know, God good, yeah. God says it's good because it is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And you can trust Him in that. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Absolutely. Um. And and look, this is you. Know, Obedience comes from ob audire. Mm. you know. It comes from to, to listen, to hear, uh, and and to respond in charity. Yeah. You know, this is the idea. It's not like people think obedience is like oh, I have to obey this 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 awful master. And that's not the point of obedience. No. you've missed the point of obedience. You know. So uh, so so it's it's about listening and responding, and and that was where they sort of. Uh, that that that's where they struggled because a different voice entered the equation.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, a different voice that that was um, that wanted to, out of envy, to destroy their relationship with God. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it starts with a lack of trust. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It, 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 it literally, yeah, absolutely sows that that lack of trust in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're spot on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like ten on the spot on tally. Uh, <laughs> so, so, um, so yeah, yeah. That's the 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 first three chapters mm. of um, Mary Healy's book. Uh, Men and women are from Eden. Mm. So we've got up to the fall. Next episode, we're going to be looking at redemption. Yeah, we're going to be looking at at what does. What does what does the human body look like? What does the human life look like? What does the human person look like yep. in the light of Christ's redemptive action?
0: Yeah. So if you want to read up ahead of next week's episode, read 4, 5, and 6, chapters 4, 5, and 6.
1: Absolutely. And as always, truth, beauty, and goodness, hmm. Dina, take it away.
0: Ah, for me this week, it's just highlighting, not just highlighting. For me this week, it's highlighting one of the initiatives that we have on our socials, on the VM socials, is weekly uh, prayer. So we have a Monday post and a Friday post that comes out from one person in the team. So everyone actually gets the opportunity to journey for a month with one particular team member through their prayers. And it's so beautiful to see each team member and their spirituality, Mm. their actual relationship with Christ and what their prayer looks like be shared with the rest of the community. So if you want to jump over and join our um, Instagram for that, virtue ministry, virtue.ministry. You can um, check out those on a Monday and a Friday.
1: Awesome, awesome.
0: What about you, Padre?
1: Mine is a parishioner, uh, so my dad has not been well. Yeah, and he's been yeah. quite, he's been quite sick, quite sick, yeah. and um, continues to be quite sick. So I I, I ask for the community to please mm. pray for him. Mm. Um, uh, there was uh, I asked my parishioners to pray for Dad, and um, one of my parishioners who is. Uh, she she suffers terribly with dementia, mm. terribly with dementia. Mm. Uh, you know she, she so much so she locks herself inside a her house because she forgot where she put a key. You oh. know, like it's 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 really. Yeah. Uh, but she's too stubborn to go and find <laughs> to go and get help for it, and and uh, yeah, I'm fine, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but she has a heart of gold, and um, this lady forgets everything. But she came up to me last Saturday night and said. Every single day since you've told us, Father, I've been praying for your dad. Oh, oh I was uh, sorry. I, I, I was, I was just so. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's that's you, know, you forget everything. Yeah. But but that that you oh. remembered. I was like, oh my gosh! Wow. That was so precious. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, So so beautiful. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. That's stunning.
1: So to that lady, thank you, and please pray for her. Yeah. 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 So. That brings us to the end of the episode.
0: Yeah. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode. We will catch you again next week for part two of the book study. And until then, as always, know of our love and God bless.
1: Thank you so much for joining us this week on Living Fullness. We hope that in this episode, there was something useful or helpful, or something that blessed your life. If that is the case, would you please consider sharing this podcast with someone? Perhaps it will bless their lives too.
0: Please also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. That will also help others to find the podcast too. And join us over on our social media, Living Fullness on Instagram and Virtue Ministry on Facebook.